0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for a special episode. It is that time of the year where we're here to talk about the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame, the second year it has happened. It's coming back, and we are excited today to bring you a preview episode looking at. The Australian Survivor Hall of Fame, maybe what we can expect, giving some tips and advice and clarifying a few things for people voting and getting pumped up and excited for this fun little project that we're happy to be involved in. And I'm so excited to be joined by three esteemed members of the six-person expert panel. I am on there too, apparently. It's the only time I can ever call myself an expert, which is weird because I kind of helped create it. So I don't know what that says about me, but... uh, Anyway, we'll work that out, uh, but uh, I don't know what I'm going. This episode's already starting off weird. I'm going to speak to the real people on here, the experts, including the man who is always an Oslo. I don't want to say former Ozlot. That's something that I don't want to say. He's always an Oslo. He has a mm. tattooed on his forehead. It's Mr. Hello? Cable Brandon Sage, man. For- Hello, Cable. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. It's um, a pleasure.
1: Uh, yeah, And I'm just flattered to be called an expert. Well, it, it was be. debated, to, I think it was debated today on social media. So, <laughs> Well, you're a Collingwood nah. supporter, so
0: you well, should, I take should that that too. Too. And, and I don't have all my time. teeth, so yeah. Yeah, well, I actually don't have all my teeth, but I'm a Carlton supporter, so I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm cheering for the wrong team, apparently. Uh, well, speaking of Carlton supporters, let's get to the, the extra smart people on this uh, podcast. Uh, from season one of Australian Survivor, the first ever jury member in the history of, of the show, it's a pleasure to welcome back Naomi Russell. Naomi, welcome back to the Oz Network and to the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame once again.
2: Ben, thank you very much for having me.
0: It's a pleasure as always. How how are you recovering from Carlton losing its 87th coach in the last five years? And what do you think of Michael Voss? Just quickly, just off topic while I'm on the topic of Yeah, Carlton.
2: look, <laughs> oh, this is the time of year that I always get really excited, so... Yeah, pretty pumped, pretty excited for, uh, for, for what's to come in 2022.
0: We say that every year, so, you know. Every I'll single ask, year. I'll ask the same question to you next year and it will be exactly <laughs> the same answer. And also joining us is the host and founder of Melbourne Survivor, which as I found out did actually happen this year. I just apparently didn't pay attention to things. <laughs> uh, Liz Riley is back. Liz, welcome back to the Oz Network.
3: Hey, Cheers.
0: Can I ask who won or is that a spoiler? Do I have to go back and watch it? Definitely
3: myself? a spoiler. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. Right. Cable didn't win though. Why didn't Cable win? I thought you meant to rig it for him. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, after I have to admit Cable did not win. He was okay. not there. It might have helped if you he, if he was there competing, then he might have <laughs> had a more of a chance to win, but
0: Wow. Oh, I like that. More of a chance to win. So, what are you <laughs> saying? So, if I apply, then I maybe will have a chance to win. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. So, yeah, sweet. All right, I will. I will try and do that. Uh, we we are obviously here to talk a little bit about the the Hall of Fame. For 2021 and for people who are maybe tuning in and, and weren't aware that this was a thing this was a project that we helped get off the ground uh, about a year ago had been in discussions for some years after it was initially touted back in 2017 between our show and a few other Australian Survivor podcasts we had a pretty successful year last year five inductees on the player side of things one non-player inductee and we'll go over just to refresh people's memories there as well we've got two other expert panel members who are unfortunately are not with us today including the esteemed Matthew Dyson First boot from, I don't know, that, that, that idiot who went, went off his rocker in tribal and then got voted oh, out. Oh, the bird. guy that had the meltdown. Yeah, exactly, Uh, and also I think he hosts a pretty awesome uh, Australian Survivor podcast with a very attractive co-host, I've heard it's really good, should probably (laughs) check that out, and also uh, a a new member on the Hall of Fame expert panel this year, Hall of Fame member and season two winner, and Australian icon in the sport of Iron Man and women, Iron People, uh, Guy Leach, who uh, unfortunately couldn't be with us today as well, which is funny actually, when I look at the list of... Of people, and I see Cable. Your name next to Guy. I see Cable Guy. Mm. And I don't <laughs> want to watch the Jim Carrey movie. So, mm. anyway, um Cable, I'll start with you. Your name's on my lips. How are you feeling this year for the Hall of Fame returning? Are you pumped? Are you Excited? Are you, are you ready to get your votes out there and see how this is going to turn out? Yeah, I am
1: excited. It does feel like well, it's been a year. It feels like a little while. And then when it was coming around, I'm like, oh, is it too soon, kind of thing. But uh yeah, I'm definitely excited to – I guess there's one person in particular I think that everyone was talking about last year and that he wasn't eligible to be uh, voted for. So I think there's definitely one person. I think there's a, a lot to go in. Um, but it's all the players around that that are interesting and it, I think it's definitely going to be, even amongst the six of us, be quite uh, – Different. I think there'll be a bit of a spread of votes on who we all think should be going in, which will make it even more exciting or just a bit more interesting anyway, instead of like having the five that went in last year that was sort of pretty unanimous, I guess, to a point.
0: Naomi, yourself, uh, excited to to be back to, get, to give this another crack and uh, have another say in the Hall of Fame?
2: Yeah, always excited. Um, and, I, yeah, I have to agree. I feel like it might be um, a little bit more open this year. And interestingly, in giving um, a bit of thought to whom I'm going to kind of nominate, I, I originally thought I think it'll be easier this, this year, but the more I think about it, the harder it gets.
0: Yeah, it, it is a bit that way, which is it's, it's actually really interesting and fascinating because... Um, Obviously I get to see the votes and sort of when I get the votes from you guys, I get you to send them in to me individually. So it's not in our group chat. So it's a bit of a surprise and kind of see that. And it's always interesting to see just the the split and the diversity that comes from the expert panel and then looking at the fan votes that are coming in as well. So it's, it's really interesting. Liz yourself. Uh, I mean, I have to say you, you gave some of the most unique expert panel yes. votes last year, which I loved. I absolutely loved kind of the diverse selection that you you sent in. So how are you feeling this year? And have you got some more diverse ones ready to go for me? Because I'm I'm intrigued.
3: Yeah, I'm keen. I'm not sure if I'll have like the same method this year, but um, you know, it's I mean it's good to, you know, give a nod to some people who, you know, probably won't make it in, but just, you know, deserve a little little nod. A
0: bit of recognition kind of yeah. going along the way there, which which is it's fascinating too, because it, it really – I mean, I know we talked a lot about last year about how you are going to vote and, and who you deem someone because it, there's no set criteria. Liz, I remember having that conversation with you last year. I think you asked me, like, like what criteria am I voting for? And it's like, well, it's entirely up to you. Naomi, I think you talked last year a lot about how you voted a lot more for, say, the physical Type of player, and Liz, you had sort of your style, and then Cable and and Matt did, and Luke, who was part of the expert panel last year, I did. And we all had that sort of diverse spread, at least on the expert panel. And then when it comes to the fan vote, people are are voting in a variety of different ways. Obviously, a lot of the fan votes generally come in from a Channel 10 perspective because the majority, probably like a 98 to 2% split know the the modern game more so mixed with the 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 classic version of the game so it it is that kind of spread and it's going around and it's it's so interesting to to see kind of how those votes are playing out just a quick refresher on on last year because I know there were a few questions on social media in regards to particularly the classic version about why some players couldn't be voted for somebody was sort of asking why can't I vote for the winners of the the first couple of seasons well that's because they're already in the hall of fame so we had five players last year inducted and one non-player. The first year was always going to be a bit more heavier in terms of the numbers of people inducted. We've scaled it back a little bit, sort of be more of a yearly thing. So last year we had Rob Dixon, season one winner. We had Imogen Bailey, season two, third place getter, uh, Christy Bennett, season three winner, Guy Leach, season two winner, and Katie Gold, fourth place on season one. And then Jonathan Lepali, a host, of course, of the, the Channel 10 version, was our non-player. So they were our inaugural inductees, and I think we're all pretty satisfied and, and happy with all of those. And then this year, to kind of scale it back a little bit, we're, we're having three players, one non-player. And again, to kind of keep it a little bit weighted so that we just don't fill it all up with Channel 10 players in terms of how the fan vote will go, we've got two compulsory slots this year. So one slot must go to either a season one or season two player. We've kind of combined the two seasons this year. And then one slot must go to a channel 10 player. The third slot is completely open and it will kind of go on that side of things, which makes it very interesting because this year there are a few players become eligible because we stick with the eligibility criteria where you can't have played in the last two seasons. So that then makes the second Champions vs. Contenders season, season six, am I doing that correctly? Yes, eligible, except for the players who did play on all Star. So you have the likes of a certain Luke Toki, Pia Miranda. They are now eligible, which makes it a very interesting year when it comes to to the votes. I'm going to start with you, Liz, for this one. And again, don't reveal your votes. But did the availability of extra players that maybe you wanted to vote for last year, so that you can vote for some of these players, change things up? Or do you still go into it this year with sort of the same perspective of how you did last year? And maybe a couple of these people have tickled your fancy a little bit to vote for them?
3: Um, That's what I'm still deciding. Um, yeah, because like there's some. Some people who have just become eligible who I am real keen on. So, you yeah. know.
0: It's, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Naomi, what about what about yourself? There's still one player I know that you're desperate to vote for, but he sadly won't be eligible till next year. But uh, right now, did any of the season uh, six players that are now eligible kind of go, oh, yeah, I, I, I like the look of them?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um- and I must admit that I'm um, I'm going to try and be a little bit less old school, perhaps in my approach this year. And you know, you spoke about how I'm a bit um, bit of a purist. I, I like a physical player, so um, maybe casting the net a little wider. So I'm yeah, not just going for the um, the brawn, let's say
0: the brawn exactly. And sticking to the old school kind of uh, you know the, the team slash hashtag old school basically. Cable, how how did you look at these these new players to add to it there? And I guess on what Naomi was saying, I mean, do you go into with a, an old school, new school mentality or kind of how do you approach your votes? Wow. Uh,
1: that's a good question. I, I don't know. I just, yeah, the, once you released the list, I looked at the survey and I was like, oh, Jesus, so many people I forgot were in a particular, se- well, season six, like you said. And, uh, you know, obviously the obvious ones are Pia and and Luke. Even probably Janine to a point, um, yeah. But yeah, there's so many other players that you know get halfway through the game. And like they played so well, and I, it's for me, I, I don't know about what the the girls think, but my issue probably, unfortunately, with the Channel Ten version is I feel like you know some players play so well, but the game's so long and there's so many twists that a player can play really, really well, but unfortunately, if they just get on the wrong end of the bad twist, they they're gone. So there's definitely some middle tier players or players that sort of finished or just got to the jury that are, I think, really, really good players from what we saw. And unfortunately, it's like, do I vote for them or did they not finish high enough, you know, to justify that vote? So that's that's probably what I'm weighing up because there's definitely some people there, I think, that are really good players, good television as well. It's just, oh, but they finish, you know, you know, 12th or something like that out of 24 and you go, is that worthy of a vote? Um, and that's, I guess, the dilemma I've got is is do I go down that path or just stick with the people that finish sort of in that sort of top five bracket of players? Which,
0: which always, I think, makes this project a very interesting one because I think through what you can see with what people are saying on social media and, and the comments you get, it's it's sort of that line of, of we're not, as we talked about last year, creating a popularity contest. We're not saying who are the most popular players in the history of Australian Survivor we're not doing that. This is more about recognising the legacy of this show and the players who have contributed to it and the non-players, of course. We'll talk about that separately in a moment. And that is where I think it's it's kind of... I think people are sort of confused, particularly when it comes to, say, season one and season two, because a lot of the comments we're getting are, well, we don't know who those players are. Why do we have to vote for these people? We shouldn't have to vote for these people. And, and that, I think, is where it maybe gets lost in translation, the idea of this project. It's it's mm. not to take away from the Channel 10 version and say, well, we need to recognise these older seasons instead. We're not going to forget the older seasons and say we're only focusing on the Channel 10 season. W- whether people like to accept it or not, there is no denying that there have been three versions of this show on three different networks and there are more than 100 players who have played this game who are... Deserve to be eligible for recognition in this hall of fame. Naomi played this game exactly the same way as the Golden God did. They 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 lived on the the land. They they slept under the stars. They formed strategies, alliances, everything along those lines. Just because one was filmed in 2001 and one was filmed in 2020 doesn't mean anything else. And one's more popular now than it was 20 years ago. So it it, it kind of we're here to recognize. This And that's why we feel it's important, particularly at least for the first few years, that there needs to be compulsory slots. Because we know that if we just said three players from any era, that nobody from Season 1 or Season 2 would be recognised. Because that's not how it works. That's not what people want to see and want to recognise. So that's where it sort of becomes interesting in this aspect. Now, particularly combining Season 1 and 2. Last year we had... A slot for a Season 1 player, which went to Rob. We had a slot for Season 2, which went to Imogen. And then just by the way the votes played out, we ended up getting another Season 1 player in Katie, another Season 2 player in Guy. And then what I liked about that personally is that we had the winners who were eligible last year all got in. This year we have one winner who can be voted in. That's Pia. And then if we look ahead to next year, it's going to be a very interesting one because we're going to all of a sudden have three winners who become eligible to come in and only two of them will be able to get in. So it it makes it very interesting looking ahead to next year. But I guess on the whole notion of, of the old school, new school, Liz, I'll start with you because I know last year you had just watched Whaler's Way for the first time last year, I believe just in the lead up to this. And then I think you had also seen bits and pieces of the celebrity version too. Just, isolating the slot for the season one, season two player. Is that something that you look at differently in terms of having now seen them and maybe not rewatched them in a year? I mean, how do you approach looking at these old school players, which as we are seeing online is the one that is causing the controversy that we are including (laughs) these players again?
3: I mean, to be honest, you know, like I've got to go back and refresh my memory, uh, you know, look up the Wikipedia and all that. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I like that it's combined, I have to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Makes it a little bit uh, easier or somewhat. I don't know. I mean, Naomi, does that make it easier or harder for you? Because, I mean, going back to what you say about your old school mentality, you are obviously got your own season. I mean, you can vote for yourself if you really want to. Uh, but then it's like combining it. Uh, I won't be uh, doing that
2: then. Well, <laughs> you know,
0: I, I wouldn't look at look at you differently. I mean, I might vote for myself one time. Who knows? But um, oh, I mate, know. Dyson's going to vote for him. Like, that's, yeah. that's the only time he's going to get a vote. <laughs> but how do you approach this sort of of compulsory old school slot now that they're combined
2: well firstly i was just sitting here thinking i wonder how old liz was when i was running around in <laughs> <laughs> were you born liz hope you were
3: when was that 2002 2001 okay yeah. i was four
0: Oh <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> jesus nothing yeah, like okay. that to
2: make you feel old but um mm. no that's fine fantastic um <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, you know, I, I sort of, I'm really um conscious of the fact that I don't I don't want to be sort of um I don't want anyone to think that there's nepotism involved in my um in my my votes. Um I kind of feel for me there's probably two people from the season that I played in who are, you know, in the running for that the season one, two category and one that I can think of from, from season two, from the celebrity version. So I've kind of narrowed it down. I feel like, you know, this year's inductee is going to come from one of those three people. So, um, you know, I, I might be surprised, but I sort of feel like maybe that's, yeah, maybe a lock um, in terms of of the the earlier seasons. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. What was your question again? Ben? I
0: have no idea what. My, I never. I never remember. It's, <laughs> it's never a logical I've question. had an early start and a
2: very big day.
0: Yeah, you're on the <laughs> Oz network. This isn't Australian Survivor, <laughs> Archives. This is the unprofessional podcast, right? So you know, <laughs> go cable. Go. What do you? What do you got to I say? Was,
1: well, I was going to say the question was about the uh, old school slot, pretty much. So it
0: has this to be. This is why yeah. he was an Oslet. He remembers yeah. shit, right? Yeah. Like he's listening. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> No, well, I mean, it has to be there. I mean, you can't take it away. I can, I can understand the frustrations of the new school players and people that are probably Liz's age that have never seen the first two seasons. I get why they're sort of frustrated um, because, like, I don't, I don't know who to vote for. And that's probably what you might see in some of the results that people are just randomly voting not knowing who they're really voting for. But, I mean, if you're going to recognise all of Australian Survivor, you have to have that slot there. I think it was smart what you did, Ben. I think bringing it down just to the two, because I think if you look at the ratio of numbers now with who's played in those first two seasons uh, compared to uh, the Channel 10 version now, I think it was probably – I think you got the numbers right when it comes to the survey with the two and five. So... um yeah, I, I probably have lost track of what I'm sort of trying to say, but I think it's important that it's here because, again, this this whole thing that we're doing and spending time on is recognising the history of the show. So you can't not have a slot for one and two. I mean, it just kind of would be, defeat the purpose of doing what we're doing. So,
0: And I think the important thing, which was always the idea behind this project, is we could have easily just gone, we're six experts who know Australian Survivor, we're just going to induct these people ourselves and not have any fan input and you know it's it's this is not endorsed by channel 10 channel 9 channel 7 endemol shine castaway productions it's not endorsed by anyone except six collective fans and players of the game who can sit here and go we're experts and give our opinion. I mean, there's nothing stopping Shannon over on Rob Has a Podcast starting the Rob Has a Podcast Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. There's nothing stopping the tribe starting the tribe Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. We're not endorsed by anyone. We're just a collection of people. So this is not a project saying we are the definitive Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. We're not. We prefer prefer no one
1: else to do it, though. We would prefer (laughs) and we would get
0: a bit stroppy, all right? Like, you know, remember what it was like when Shannon started calling things the Oscars, all right? Ben Waterworth got a tad angry about that. That's another story. But it's, it's a fun little project, and I think this is where, you know, it is interesting to kind of see how that, that conversation goes because it's, it's great that there are passionate Australian Survivor fans out there. It's, it's something that over on Australian Survivor Archives, download now, it's a great show, that we often talk about. Like, it's great that we have this modern version of the game now that we can embrace, that international fans love, and that Australian Survivor is legitimately a thing. This is what we hoped, Naomi, when your season started—that we would be here twenty years later talking about twenty years worth of Australian Survivor. We wish that had have happened, but sadly it didn't. But it is still about acknowledging the history of this show. It's—you it, it, can't avoid that, you know. It, it, it's no matter who wants to believe in everything, and that's when things like having, you know, a two-year stopgap, like people obviously are not happy that they can't vote for. For, for the golden God and they can't vote for Shane Gould and they can't, you know, vote for people like that. And I, I completely understand that. But as we explained last year, it there's got to be some sort of level of leeway. Like the day LeBron James retires, he doesn't automatically walk into the hall of fame. He has, there has to be a break. So the rock and roll hall of fame, I think it's like a 20, 30 year gap between when you release your first album. Otherwise we would have Justin Bieber inducted a day after, like that's not how it works. It's got to be some sort of level, and it's you've got to kind of do something there. And this is the thing where I think, Cable, well, you're mentioning about the weighted aspect. It's not going to be something I feel, depending on how long this project goes for, that we always have a compulsory slot for Season 1 and Season 2 because the difference between that period and Channel 10 is that if we did this for 32 years, every single one of those players from Season 1 and Season 2 would be inducted. And yeah. that's not the point. We're not going to sit here in 50 years' time ago. every single player in the history of Australian Survivor has been inducted. <laughs> it, it might be a- you're it might Hall be a, of Fame. You're yeah, Hall you're of Fame. Yeah, you're Hall <laughs> of Fame. You're Hall <laughs> of Fame. Like, and if Matt Dyson gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, I quit. Yeah. Like, I quit. Something's <laughs> right? going wrong. Yeah. Um,
2: I will just say, um, Ben, too, I think the fact that there is that delay in who you can vote for actually legitimises it more. You're right. You know, if we, if we just acknowledged and- welcomed in anyone who you know showed something um you know it sort of doesn't have quite that same level of prestige i don't think
3: so you would call it something different
0: it wouldn't be the hall of fame it would be yeah like something else Hmm. which and that's and i think cable you talked about it last year that i mean a hall of fame is something that is maybe associated a lot with sport and maybe there are a lot of non-sports fans who don't maybe quite understand it and that is, that is the interesting part when you kind of have that sort of, you know, area and that kind of leeway where you can't do that because David Jeanette is going to be a Hall of Fame member. He will be an Australian Survivor Hall of Famer. Of course he will be. But he's still very fresh on the minds. He's still very recent. He literally won barely 12 months ago. If the US Survivor Hall of Fame came back, you know, you're not going to induct, I mean, well, I think. Tony might have already been in there, but like, you you, you know, you're not going to straight away shove Tony in there just because he wins two times. Like you've got to have that little break and gap to kind of do there to kind of let it settle. So I think it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's always interesting kind of seeing all that. Kay, will you touched on it quickly that we sort of did alter a little bit the fan vote because I think we did make some mistakes last year, I think with kind of how it worked out. And one of those big ones was that obviously last year we had choose one player from season one, one player from season two, and then we said one player from Channel 10, which basically, you know, is like triple the amount of players. So we've amended that obviously this year a little bit where it's season one and two we've combined, choose two players compulsory. This is on the, the fan vote, which if, you, if you're if you listening to this and you haven't voted, head to our website, theoznetwork.net, and on this post there will be a link to it. Or if you find the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame on social media, you'll find the link there to vote for that. But then on the Channel 10 ones, given that there's a large, we have five compulsory choices now, so we've kind of spread it out a little bit to allow that, which I will say right now without giving anything away, it is seeing some very interesting spread in numbers and it's 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 fun to watch. It is actually very fun to watch kind of how these numbers are, are coming in. I want to quickly talk about the non-player category because last year made the boo-boo where we said that this was only going to be an expert panel voted thing and opened it up to the public. And I'm not saying that was a bad thing because it was great to have JLP inducted, but that was sort of always planned as the one category where I think we all came together and said, no, we'll choose just this one slot. So this year it is only restricted to us, the the six people on the expert panel. I'll start with you, Liz, on this one. Again, thought process on, on this one. You had a very interesting vote. Please talk about your vote last year because I, I love <laughs> well, sort yeah. of how you, you thought outside the square with that one. But, I mean, can we expect sort of a, a similar sort of one from you this year, like um, the kind of thinking a bit differently with that one?
3: I'm thinking a little bit differently, but uh – I like. I don't think that this person will be in, but I think that people will acknowledge them and see that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Which just on that, while you're mentioning that, I think, do you kind of look at sort of these votes and the fact that we obviously rele- the only votes we release are who we vote for, mm. and do you sometimes look at that as a thing like, okay, well, this person might not get in, but I want to make sure that I can honour this person in some way. So even if they get one vote, I can say that this person to me is a worthy person who has contributed to Australian Survivor and should get some form of recognition.
3: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I do have some some votes in there that, are, that um, have some weight, I think. I think I put Christy last time. Um, I hope that wasn't the only person who...
0: <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pull them involved, up if, but, you, if, um, you, if, you, if you want a refresher. You, yeah, you better because I can't remember half the things. I like think it. you yeah. went
2: for Rob as well, Liz. I'm pretty sure you voted oh, yeah. for Dixon.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay, actually, I'm looking at this. Uh, no, you didn't. Christy or Rob went on. So you your your players last year were Shona Imogen, L, Dez. You voted for Dez um, and yeah. Matt Tarrant. <laughs> and you had Edwin Smith as your non-player yeah. last year. But, but um, Imogen. Yeah, oh, Winter absolutely. Green. Of course, yeah. Queen Imogen. Uh, yeah. her, her, her Royal Highness, uh, that we're obviously over in Australian Survivor Archives, subtle plug, we're obviously in, you know, right at the point here now of, of Season mm. 2. Uh, Naomi, again, similar question in terms of the non-player vote. I mean, I very much appreciate the fact that you – Voted for Australian Survivor Archives last year. Thank you. Your check will arrive very soon. But uh, I mean, how do you approach? And um, yeah, why haven't you voted for us this year? I just, I'm just. (laughs) How
2: do you know who I voted for? I don't know. I
0: don't know. I'm Um, just. just
2: No, look. Yeah, this is the hardest category for me, for sure. Um, And you know, I, I guess, kind of in agreeing with what Liz said, you know, you do want to acknowledge people. Or um, organisations, or whatever that that perhaps deserve to be. Um, but I guess you know, for me, I'm not too familiar um, with, let's say, the production team involved in the Channel Ten version and that kind of thing. So I find this one a little bit tricky, to be honest. Um, yeah. So you know, I've certainly got um, I've got a nominee in mind. That, but um, but yeah, we'll 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 see. I think probably need to give it a little more thought.
0: And I think, without trying to sound conceited, and again, going back to the point by labeling us all experts, that we're more knowledgeable, but I think it comes from a place where this is a category to me where this person or, or product or whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a person, you know, it can be a production company, it can be. Freaking Whalers Way could get you know. Inductive. When you said product,
1: I would just started thinking of
0: lays, lays solo. <laughs> you know, there's a bloody boat. I want Naomi to vote for the bloody boat yes, out there, the great, beyond. great beyond. Um, but I think this is one where, like, the reason why I didn't really want to open this to the fans, and we saw this last year, is because yeah, the majority, a large majority, went into JLP, but then this is just one of those ones when you you're kind of just getting some pretty obscure ones, and this could be really skewed and and that was one issue when we did the Oscars back on Survivor Oz where, you know, the, the Mike Barassi controversy and things <laughs> like that, where you can just get trolled and it's yeah,
3: we could not, try say, though.
0: not, well, not to say that Mike Barassi shouldn't be a nominee for the sexiest male survivor contestant of all time. I mean, he's a good looking rooster, but like, Hey, sure. But this is where I think it's kind of, a, yeah, this is the one where I feel it's important to really look at some of these people in all eras that can be. And that's why we like to have a diverse spread on the panel. So we've got, Yourself, Naomi, of course, from the original season. Now we've got Guy from season two, obviously Matt from Channel 10, Liz, Cable, myself as, as super fans of of the show that we can kind of give that input to it. So, yeah, uh, Cable, question to you, non-player, sort of how's, how are you looking at your vote? Last year, you voted Lincoln. for Lincoln. You did. Yeah,
1: um, Yeah, I'm not too sure. I think I would probably, I'm not going to hide the fact that I would probably just go down that path again potentially, but, uh, yeah, look, it's interesting. like Naomi touched on it as well. Like, I kind of know some people sporadically that have been involved in the show and it's been good that you and Matt have interviewed some people, especially the Whalers Way people that were behind the scenes um, that we got to sort of hear from because we don't see these people very much or, or know of them at all because everything is behind the scenes and, you know, or in, in an editing booth and, and, or creating music or whatever it is. So it's good to acknowledge those people. Uh, it's just, I guess it's hard to, like Naomi said, to know all of them as well, like, or to, yeah, just you want to acknowledge them, but it's hard if you don't really know them, if you can't put a face to the name and and, and, and even see their body of work as well, especially when it comes to production.
0: Which is – I know last year, like Luke Dennehy, he voted for Kate Whitby, who I I believe is sort of more on the the publicity side of things and has been dealing with Channel 10, I believe, for quite some time. So I kind of like that sort of input there where – Yeah. Yeah, because you you do look at all angles and, yeah, we might be able to easily – like a host, a a producer, a a composer and all that sort of stuff, but there are – some people who have, have worked on like the would thing of the camera people and, and kind yeah. of you know, publicity people and, and location scouts and caterers and, and, you know, these people out there too. I like we're yet to discover one person. Maybe Luke is the only person who's I guess technically worked on all three in some capacity, but I'm not aware of any production member who has worked on all three. I know of people mm-hmm. who've worked on two of the three. But it would be interesting to see if there has been someone who's worked on all three and maybe has just, you know, contributed to this. I mean, Charlie Parsons technically should be eligible. He's eligible. He invented the damn show. So, you know, who I mean, technically out there. I want to get predictions. This is my fun one. Now, again, as I alluded to last year, you when I asked this question, this doesn't have to relate to who you voted for. So I'm not asking you for who you voted because we'll talk about that on the review episode once it's done. I want predictions from each of you. For the three players and the non-player, so I'll start with you, Cable. Mm. So maybe I'll, I'll do this. We'll go around. We'll go to the season one slash season two player. Who do you feel is in that slot, Cable in twenty twenty one? And a, this is it. I'll say this is the one to me that is the tough. tricky one.
1: Mm. Uh, well, if you've listened to archives, you'll know that uh, you guys uh, rate David Oldfield pretty highly, and I've always rated him pretty highly as well. So I think he's one. It would be up there, and I think uh, Shona as well would be up there, uh, as an option, and maybe as a bit of a roughie, maybe even Craig.
0: Mm. Yeah, because you got a few, of you voted last year for him, uh, Naomi, in your five, and he, he did get a few votes last year, Craig. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm on you right now, Naomi. I'm talking to you season one, season yeah. two. Who, who sort of, uh, I mean, do you agree with Cable? Is there anybody else out there that you think would be with a chance of getting in this year?
2: No, Cable's actually. Just said exactly the three names that I've got written down here. Yeah, that's what I've got. So I think for my season it's it's got to be between Shona and Craig and um, I actually nominated both of them last year um, in the extra player categories. So um, I think, yeah, certainly between the two of them and David Oldfield, who was also my nominee last year as well. So that's sort of where I'm uh, going to put my money on one of those three.
0: All right, Liz, is your money going the same direction, or you got anybody extra that you think might yeah, be a chance?
2: Yeah, um, but I'm going to narrow it down to uh, okay. David Oldfield,
3: I reckon. All
0: right, good. All right, I like that. I, I'm I'm disappointed. Nobody said Queen Jane, Sylvan not getting a mention, and yeah. uh, our man Elton over there getting hit in the head quite a lot in season mm-hmm. two. So anyway, one one day, one day. Uh the the guaranteed Channel Ten slot. So. I I don't know if we're gonna have a clean sweep here, but like if I had like I said this last year, I think we all knew there was one person potentially eligible this year that if we all had were betting people that maybe we would. Liz, I'll start with you. I'm 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 guessing it's gonna go one way for this slot, but I could be wrong.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, is there any way that Luke Toki doesn't? Doesn't make it in. Like, I don't think I see your way. Um.
0: Yeah. Unless all the people out there, like Matt Dyson's got, like, a big fan campaign. It's like release the Snyder mm. Cut. He's got billboards and everything out there, you
2: know, vote for Matt the whole
0: time. Naomi, uh, anybody past Luke? Uh,
2: yeah, look, you know, Luke certainly, um, I think he's, he's an obvious one. Um, others that I sort of thought about, obviously, Pia being a winner. And I guess she's kind of where I've gone maybe with my thoughts a little bit regarding someone who's not, you know, and and says so herself, not a physical player, not a physical threat, but, um, you know, a pretty amazing survivor player all the same. So um, Pia's got to be up there as well. And, you know, um, I would agree, Janine, I think, you know, 44 days, you know, that's uh, a great effort. And maybe if I can just pop on my navy blue Guernsey for a minute, um, even Sean Hampson. Uh, Sean Hampson. (laughs) 32 days. He was out there, Uh. which is, you know, also a pretty good effort. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, they're they're maybe people that I'm kind of considering.
0: I'm a big Sean Hampson fan, not just for those reasons. I like Sean out there in the game. He was good. So, yeah, exactly. Cable, can you look past Luke or any of those other names?
1: No, well, I mean, to be fully transparent, I think you and me discussed about maybe letting Luke be in the ballot last year. So I think it's pretty obvious where my, one of my votes is probably going to go. Though having said that, I probably don't even need to vote for Luke because it's going to be a landslide. I think if he can't get in, there's something wrong with our system or something or the survey or, or I don't know. But I think it's it's his unbackable favourite. So... Um, but it was it was good to look at the names on the survey and sort of refresh the memory, and, and P has been mentioned, I think. For someone that is a super fan of the show but also isn't, I guess, athletically gifted, um, for her to be on day one or, you know, day two, whenever that first vote was going to be, to be under the pump and potentially first boot, I think, her, did she have a confession where she said, I'm either going to win this or I'm going to yeah. be the first boot? Yeah. So, I mean Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, you yeah, know, there's that, but the, the guy that actually ran up was second to her. Another guy that I Baden. thought, yeah, Baden it was going to be an early boot. And again, I, again, whether it was clever editing or he was seriously in the gun that when they first went to tribal, um, for him to get so far and, and just sort of miss out, you know, geez, you've got to got to rate him pretty decently as well. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a few in there. I, like I said, I, I, there's definitely a few people I've looked at when you've given us the five votes, um, or, you know, the survey's got the five votes. Uh, there's definitely some people that I, I think played really well, played pretty hard, but, again, only so many can get to the end. And, and when you're a bit of a threat getting towards the jury, you normally get cut or get a bad bad roll of the dice and then you're gone. So there's definitely some good names out there, but it's it's... whether I go that way, I, I don't know.
0: It's interesting because you mentioned about sort of including Luke. I, I think kind of the other discussion we've had is like, do we just automatically add the winners? And that I mean, that's that's been a discussion because then you kind of take them out of the equation because you would say the obvious ones are the winners. But like, I think that makes it interesting when you've got a winner eligible because I think that's kind of like the third slot, which is can be from any era. Like, it's like hypothetically, you would assume maybe it goes to Pia, but maybe it doesn't. Like, because going on the criteria that each three of you said, like maybe people are going to vote outside of that. And then again, sort of fast forwarding to next year when as I said earlier, three winners become eligible, David, Jericho, and Shane, but only two of them will be able to get in if we've got the compulsory season one slash two slot. So one of those three winners will miss out. And then the following year, you will have... Two more winners. Well, with what's a name comes available, of course. So yeah, like it's kind of it's that that balancing across the years. I won't sort of. I mean, we've all given some names there for that third slot, but I'll just just a quick run around the room. Um, I mean, this is maybe a little bit more tricky because we're kind of deciding this in terms of the non-player. But uh, any any guesses out there for the the non-player this year? I'll start with you, Cable.
1: Mm, I've got no idea, really. I think you think. It's the most visible people, so it'd have to be uh, Lincoln or uh, Dicko or, I don't know, someone else that's maybe been involved with the show that is sort of out there in front that you can sort of see and recognise.
0: Eddie Maguire. <laughs> 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 I mean, he could be voted for, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he more... Or Osher, you know, the non-hosts of the, the reunions outside of JLP, so could be out there. Uh, Naomi, uh, any potential thoughts on that
2: yeah look uh, i gotta say i probably hope it's lincoln um i just you know and we all know who he is obviously um but i'm not so sure that as you said then that the other 98 percent of voters necessarily will know of lincoln house um so i'm not sure but um Interestingly, a little fun fact here, actually, guys, I saw uh, Dicko on Getaway during the week. So he's cross network. So um, his face is still out there. So, you know, maybe Dicko.
0: Haven't found Ben Dark, so they've gone with Dicko. (laughs) Jeez. Okay, that's fascinating fascinating i didn't realize mm-hmm. that he's so he's he's done channel 10 he's channel 7 and now channel 9 scooped him so Correct. yeah i see dicko doing getaway though like that kind of it's yeah, about, mate, hey, mate. Hey, welcome to the wit sundays like i, mean, <laughs> kind <laughs> kind I can't of, remember
2: where he was but it was current it was like yeah it was it was so it was so, so
0: cross those rumors about him returning back to australian idol then if he's buggered off to channel 9 so
1: well you wow. think Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: interest. All right, maybe but I need to live m- getaway in a long time. So, but is he
1: since he uh, won? Did he win Celebrity Apprentice?
0: He did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wonder if he's sort of been contracted by Channel Nine. I don't know. But then again, I haven't he- seen him for a while either. So,
0: because yeah, he did take a step back for a while from TV, and I think because he went on that bloody holy moly show, didn't he? So, um, and that's Channel Seven. yeah. Yeah. So well look, who knows? We potentially could have him on soon on Australian Survivor Archives. So maybe we're gonna have to get into Dicko's contracts and all that kind of stuff and find out he's just freelancing. Green green turds in his toilet. Um Liz, <laughs> uh thoughts on the, the non player?
3: Yeah, I mean there's like there's people like we don't we don't know of because they're not like uh you know, they're not visible, as you said, cable. But like there's people we can like look up, you know, like you can look up who the composers are, like who did this and who did that and can find that information. So I think I'm going to go down one of those, one of those paths.
0: Little rabbit holes and kind of uh, dig around there and see how that goes. Great. I like it. Well, if as I said before, if people want to vote, obviously it's open now. It's open to October 31st. Hit us up on our website. You can see this post, that we, this episode is on there. The link will be in that post. Also, if you search the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, the links will be on there. They will be all tallied across November and then we will reveal in December as we did last year, sort of over the days, we will have induction videos and interviews with the, the people as they, they come in. And then we'll all converge together after it's all done and have a nice little chat about the votes and sort of discuss who's been inducted and then look ahead to 2022, which will be a very freaking big year next year when it comes to the Hall of Fame. But uh, get excited out there. Cable, it's always a pleasure. I like seeing your face. How's Thanks. the How's Sequels Suck going? Uh, what sequels are sucking? Plug, what's coming up on Sequels Suck?
1: Uh, uploading tomorrow will be A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Great. A Quiet Place... Part 2 went up a couple of days ago, so and Scream 3 is coming.
0: All right, and are you yep. frothing at the bit for No Time to Die, given that we're all freaking delayed while all those other losers yeah, I, I, it three times cool, on the other cool. side of the
1: world? Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy because there's a few movies that are coming out that I was looking at, but it's kind of weird because some some cinemas are sort of open, so I think Naomi can go to the cinemas on Friday because she's living out a bit further out, but Metro is still not going to be open. But you can buy or pre-order your IMAX tickets for no time to die. But, oh, but I don't know. It's, it's weird because it's like, oh, you can buy a ticket, but they, haven't, they still haven't got a, a fixed date on when things are opening up. One
0: hundred I just, I just, I, I this, decide. I'm, I'm angry at Melbourne and Sydney because, like, I, I, I couldn't care if you guys, like, I'm sorry that you're in lockdown, but the fact that you delay bond by another six weeks because you guys are shut down, the rest of the country isn't, right? But who cares about <laughs> us? So i <I'm> are already <laughs> waiting, I'm waiting going two already. years. <laughs> well, this is two years, Liz. Like this is. Come on. <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> um, Liz, thank you for joining us. Uh, Melbourne, no so, uh, check it. Where can we watch uh, what happened this year? And are you looking ahead to 2022 for the next season?
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. So we are looking ahead. Um, but uh, yeah, hop on YouTube. Um, we are currently in the editing process. Great. I expect that it will be done sometime next year. <laughs> cool um hopefully hopefully early next year you know the earlier the better but we'll see what happens
0: but we'll it, it's it. good
3: stuff so
0: we'll keep an eye out for it and naomi thank you and uh want to plug anything i don't know if you if you got a book every Australian survivor contestant seems to be releasing a book lately can we expect your book out anytime soon
2: <laughs> no 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 haven't put pen to paper um no probably nothing to plug really um
0: Go blue! Yeah, you know, term
2: four. <laughs> yep. School's out soon. That's, that's yes. kind of cool. Exciting. Yeah. That's um, yeah. great. I'm just excited that, um, you know, potentially the world is opening up again. So, yeah, I kind of wouldn't mind jumping on a plane and flying away somewhere too. So, um, yeah, yes. that's about it for me.
0: That would be a very nice feeling. Well, to each of you, thank you for joining us. And get out there and vote in the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame for 2021, exciting times. And we, of course, will be back to talk about those once it's all revealed. But until then, stay tuned here on the Oz Network because we've got our 10th anniversary episode dropping in a couple of days. It's a very interesting one. You'll hear Colin and myself and our mother of our show, Gillian Larson from Survivor Gabon. She'll be back to talk about the birth the the long labor of hours that she had to go through to to push us out sounded wrong uh but that's an interesting episode in a couple of days so stay tuned for that and uh also 24 lost and breaking bad episodes uh dropping every week too so stay tuned for those and australian survivor archives just a plug for our sister show. We are returning. We're in another sort of break, but the remainder of season two will be happening. Our Justin Melvie interview is hopefully going to be recorded in the next week or so. So stay tuned for that. Then we're going to have Guy on, hopefully Dicko, a reunion and then a nice little come together. Cable, well, hopefully you'll be on that finale with mm-hmm. us to, to chat about it and everything else too. So if you're a fan of Australian Survivor and want to hear us talk about the older seasons, then listen to it. It's great. Uh, my name is Ben. This is you Network. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as